It feels like Tuesday. It feels like Tuesday, but it's Monday. But that's okay. So that means we get two days that feel like Tuesday. That's a good way of looking at it. You know? I think so. I think so. The guy agreeing with me uh, and uh, offering some Jameson is Kevin Riga. And DJ. <laughs> and DJ. Uh, for our friend on the other side, Tim Strachan. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is the audible. I always talk over you when you uh, when I, when I introduce right. you and no, you say, it's, it's, and I'm like, it's, eh. not, it's supposed to be. It's a, like Dick Van Dyke. It's like Dick Van Dyke. No. I mean, probably not. Probably not. I'm not talking to you anyway. <laughs> talking to hopefully all our listeners. What up? Oh yeah. Um, this is our Hogs Haven pop, uh, segment where we go over the the uh, things we we talked about today. And actually, we only have one day on this one, but it was a good day. Um, we talked about. The Kirk Cousins contract situation, which I think we should really di- dig into deeply on this show again tonight. Some even called it a lively discussion. Is that what it was? Con- contentious, I believe, contentious. Was, a, was a word mentioned and used. Um, but Almost uh, legit, I believe. It was. Almost. No, Belly Kilmer. Belly Kilmer, you're right. Belly Kilmer. Yeah. I know al- I'm pretty sure Almost Legit listens to our, the show uh, when we put one up early on the 5 o'clock club. We'll see if that's, that's true tomorrow. Pressure's on. Pressure is on. Uh, we don't put pressure on. We're not going to talk about Kirk Cousins' contract situation. I, I, I will. I love it. I, no. Well, the only thing I think that's worth <laughs> noting that we haven't is, you know, so we got four more days of this. This situation started, you know, a long time ago at, on some day where we can agree that it started. All right, one question for all of us. And it goes till July 15th, officially. Because next time we talk, It'll it will or will have not happened. So say happens or doesn't happen. Ken. Uh, no. Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm holding the faith. I'm keeping, I'm keeping the faith alive till Friday. All right, I say it it's going to happen. happen. You say it's, I say it does not happen. I, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, uh, for on. all the reasons we all think that um, <laughs> that we've we've discussed, I, I love this though. But I, I love this debate because if you think the one thing that I love about this debate, now we're talking about the thing we talk all the time about. But it's a thing. I, I think it's something that a good team, you know, goes through and mulls over. We're talking about when you lock up potentially your it beats best player. Tweets and mottos and yeah. Mm, I don't know. A whole bunch of garbage. I I hear what you guys are saying, but that's my quarterback, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, and, you know, that, that's, I don't know, that's what we, we spend all our time beating each other up about. But, but the cool thing is, is, uh, it does have a, a hard and fast end date, which is awesome for, as as far as crises go, uh, one that you know is going to have some finality is, uh, is good. So, We'll look forward to that. We'll have we'll have plenty of discussion about it next week. Yeah, but see, but on July sixteenth, July sixteenth starts a whole new, different Kirk Cousins contract debate, um, which we will have in earnest, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, and the, the clock, but the clock starts from zero. We're gonna do a podcast for the L.A. Rams next. Is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, about? who's it gonna be? Oh yeah. Um, Dreamcast? What do, we, what do we call those things again? Sega Dreamcast? There was some dream games thing. on there. Did you really have a dream, or did you like come up with? No, concept? I did. That was that was Seriously, a real. You had a real dream. That was a true story. I thought that I. You're, I a, thought, you're a weird guy, Ace. That's twice I've said that to you in two weeks. That that on average, you mean dreams? Just, that was a, that was a weird dream to have. Yes, but I've I've been fixated on the topic, so it's been part of my psyche. So that's no shock that it ends up in my dream somehow. But the fact that. 
I have become, I think, subconsciously resigned to the f- to the reality that this team is not going to put him under contract. And further, that I'm, I feel like they might actually save money at this point by tagging him again next year already. That that's the conversation that starts on July 16th. Do we do we tag him again? Um, it's going to be an awesome year, guys. Awesome year. <laughs> He's screaming for no tag backs. I can tell you that right now. Oh, there is totally tag backs in this in this scenario. Straight tag backs. Absolutely. Any quitsies, tri- tri- triple stamp the double stamp. I, I hope he's standing on base. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Come on, you know what? Yeah, let's yeah, move on. It's not, yeah, thank yeah. you. It's not July sixteenth yet. It would be, you know, let's save that. Let's save that for July sixteenth. I want Rick's guys. mother-in-law to stay on for a lot longer. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. All right, yeah, we, we stopped, Teresa. We're, we're good. <laughs> some some transitionary questions for the show, for our for our lives. I've been seeing a lot uh, on various sites, you know, the the talking head on CBS or um, uh, the bottom headline at, uh, uh, even at Comcast sometimes, uh, the physicality of our uh, Washington Post, you know, questioning whether or not we are physical enough on the defensive line. And at first you're like, whoa, what are you talking about, Chris Baker? You know, and then you realize, well, we were kind of, you know, gut-wrenchingly horrible uh, against the run ultimately last season. So, yeah, maybe it is. It could be potentially a concern. It's not like we added Indomitung Sioux in the offseason. Oh, no. No, and we lost our mountain of a man, although we lost him usually midway through the first or second quarter during the regular season. We don't have an anchor, and I get that. That's easy to spot. And what hurts us is Paya being injured and having to have Baker drop down to that spot. He doesn't want to be there. We don't want him to be there, but he has to be there in that scenario. And I'm not convinced there's not someone out there that we're going to go and grab, but it's not going to be the answer. Uh, so it is a legitimate concern, I believe. Yeah, we have no number one flat-out imposing guy, nor do we have a collection of guys that become an imposing group. And I, that's what we grew up with. Yeah. We grew up with that. You know, we had bookends. We had guys, Dave, you know, butts that, I mean, we had guys that. Gosh, I was hoping Paya could be a mean, Dave butts. And yeah. I think we we're super players. high on him. We're super high on him. Do we have anybody that's really mean? Brandon Scherf. I think Brandon Scherf is our meanest guy. No, I meant on the D-line. We're talking D-line. Chris Baker just seems like such a nice guy. Like, you just want (laughs) to... He's just handing out hugs while also, you know, getting to the running back on the the line. I don't know. Ricky Jean Francois has has a little nastiness to him, but he's not... with a name like that. I knew you were going to say that, but you can't judge a book by its cover. (laughs) Ken Reyes should be that guy, but he apparently... I'm the only person who thinks he might actually make this team... You are almost the only person I know that talks about him. It's unbelievable. It's just, I'm, I want to believe. I, and and just, just, I'm not some guy who's watched hours and hours of film on Kendall Reyes, just, you know, to be absolutely clear. But I, my faith is is in the, the selection of McLovin. You know, he, I think he found a guy who, who wants it and needs it um, and has some natural ability and can put it to use for us in a situation, in a one-year contract situation I believe this This is like the McLovin model pickup. So forget whatever you think about Kendall Reyes so far in this league. I think if you believe that our guy is as good as I think that he is, as a lot of us think that he is, then you're getting a guy at the exact right moment who who, who, who could, could potentially really do something for I you. Or, or, these guys, or these Eventually. guys are the guys that McLovin has decided he needs for the Ionitis of the world in the next – Group sure. to come in that are going to be 
All right, the but Peter still me. has his category. Our guys, yeah. our guys sought him out actively, yeah. found mm-hmm. him, and locked him up to some some guaranteed money here. Let's have him get a little healthy and let's see what we got. Him and Culliver, those were our, those were the yeah. big time ads for uh, on the defense then. Um, so for for me, as long as we're talking about uh, the defensive line, I think adding Josh Norman helps those guys as much as anything possibly could um, in a defense. All of a sudden, you have quarterbacks that have to think just a, a half a second longer. Um, your secondary improves that much. Defensive linemen, to me, are benefited. He does help, but he's not a savior. You know, I mean, he's he's not a lockdown, shutdown corner that's following the other guy. He is that guy from though. both sides of the ball. I really don't know if he is that guy. He's not going to be asked oh. to be that guy. You know what I'm saying, I think he's got him. he's got one side of the field. Yeah, and it is it is a back and forth. Yes, he helps the D line, but the D line he needs to help him too. I mean, whatever, without a D line, he's not going to be what he was last year. Whatever direction Odell Beckham Jr. breaks the huddle from, I promise you. I promise you Josh Norman is going to that I side of the field. So. We'll see what that, if that happens. That's not the scheme he played in, though. That's right. No, I, I just I think um, when you look at some of the guys we put at cornerback, cornerback even uh, it's right up there with wide receiver. I mean, we've been pulling guys off the street for years at these positions. Um, you know, Josh Norman is an insane upgrade, and Breland is coming along just fine. And we, and we have depth. You know, you have Dunbar. Um Kendall Fuller is, again, a McLovin pick. Yeah, and Dunbar never got their experience last year. I mean, yep. Dunbar was guarding receivers man up in our yeah. scheme last year. Des Bryant, I yeah. mean, that's where he, he has was. size, so, and he can catch the ball. Yeah, I agree. And then you think about Josh Norman's upgrade there. That's going to be big time. It is going to be interesting to see how they use him. We'll see. Yep. You know, is he going to follow guys? You know, is he going to become that that one guy that deserves that payday? We'll see. Oh, he's the ultimate competitor. He's going to take on. I'm all not challenging. I'm not he's challenging. Gonna, he's, no, I believe he, he's going to challenge them. Okay, that's what I'm saying. He's going to go to the staff and say, "This is what. This is why I signed here. Don't, let's 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 get that straight." And I think that that's going to benefit him and us. We just, I, I just think we have a lot more question marks on the defensive side of the ball. Than we do on the offense side of all. Sure, or even in the front. And, seven and I'm not saying that the we're going to be five. bad. I'm just or, saying I don't know what it's going to be. I don't think a lot of people do know what it's going to be right yet. Nope. Who it's going to be? What scheme it's going to be? What is its base? What is its you know? What are what are their most likely tendencies? We have no idea. Nobody has any idea, which could be a, a, a you know in the Redskins' favor, at least in the beginning. I, I if you if you uh, list the the name of the guys uh, on the defensive side of the ball without thinking necessarily right away about their positions, we we can put eleven pretty talented guys on the field. Talented playmaker, yeah, ball Hawks, yeah, and and I, so I, that's what what I'm most looking forward to. And I think that um, uh, I, I, all of a sudden your defensive line on any given play, I mean, you could have five linebackers in the game. You know, you could have, yeah, you could, you know, you could have exactly, you know, you could you you could you could have four big fat guys. You know, you know, all of a sudden, so. Um, yeah, I'm not saying all of a sudden yeah. we're better just because we signed these guys. I'm saying we're way more versatile. Let's yeah. see how those things get plugged in. Uh, you know, I'm not blindly saying, oh, yeah, those are guys. I mean, trust me, I'm a Redskins fan. Yeah. <laughs> we, but know, just those, back those to your point, right? over, but, but you we don't have guys run. that are going to punch you right in the nose, and you're worried if you look at them the wrong way, they're going to punch you right back oh, in the Josh nose. Oh, Josh Norman's going to punch you, and he's proved that. D-line. Right. Oh, I'm okay. still saying right. D-line. Oh. I mean, that's the, that was the original question, the D-line. Yeah. I mean, because Josh Norman, again, he needs the help, and everybody back there needs the help. They need to put pressure on the quarterback. They need to put... You know, they, they need to stop the run. We need to the stop run. the run. If we can't do all the yeah. stuff that we talk about we want to do with the 11 playmakers on the field at the same right. time and these exotic schemes and trying to make our guys look good. None of that ever happens if we can't stop the run. If people can just run on us all day, it doesn't matter. 
So that and that ultimately is yeah, the definition do of people still physicality. run on underwear all day long anymore. You know, I, when you can, I'm telling you, I man. Know, but who who does? Every fourth, fifth, or sixth week of the NFL, look who's the number one team in the NFL. It is almost ninety nine percent of the time the top rushing team in the NFL. I, I say it every single year. Running is still so important. You have some teams out there like the Patriots that can, you know, throw it around, spread it around, and that's great. But I think. Across the board, it's a it's still who can run and who can I stop. I get that, but it's those teams that are running the ball that have the stellar defense. Sure, that's why they run the ball. I mean, that's you know you know that's hand in hand. I'm not teaching you anything here, but I think that that's of equal parts true. And Absolutely. Gosh, and like like Ken says every week, our, our secondary, we've certainly finally made some additions that should should help us out. Yeah. And we shouldn't be in the bottom half of the league in, in pass defense anymore. But if you're a great passing team, you're always going to have a great running team because yeah. you're up by so much and you got to, you know, milk clock at the end of a game. you still got to have a great running game. Yep. So you're not going to be a huge fan of our offense this year is what you're talking I don't know what I will see. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to run the ball. No. Uh, I still think that we don't have the running back on our roster right now who's going to get 15 again, touches. Again, it, it's all hand in hand. You, you start coming out, tossing the ball, you know, a million times a game, and then people go, oh, crap. And then you got to – then you got a running back right. who's pretty good against you know when you got leverage. Now you got a guy in space yeah. that you just toss it to or no, hand I'm it to. I'm with you. We couldn't run the so, ball in the playoffs and we lost. I'm not I mean, saying our run game run either, has to but. set up our pass game. Our pass game can totally set up our run game. Well, that's going to be the case, right? I love it so. So do I. I We're just some men that's on the mic, you know. <laughs> Is D'Angelo Hall a game changer at safety this season? Is he? Is he the guy? And I'm not talking about anything he's done before. Um, every year in the NFL, some old veteran guy does good, uh, either at a new position or coming back from an injury or coming back from just you know being kind of get, getting older on an annual basis. Is I mean, can 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 they play that cover one? I was thinking they ultimately he becomes that guy that at the back of the cover one. Um, whereas obviously last last year at the end of the season they were asking him really to put his nose in there closer to the, to the line of scrimmage, which will get him killed if he, they do that starting in week one this year. If he can play in the deep back, if he keeps leading with his entire body and just sacrificing everything to, to make the hit, hopefully they're coaching him up on that a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, I because he's not going to be around for all sixteen games. Well, he did. Let's just say re- that already. The technique he was remarkably people. athletic. He was getting chest six inches off the ground. People. Now he's leading with his head, but away from the ball carrier, and he was hitting him with that shoulder pop at that leverage. Yeah. Right. It was nasty. Was, it was I didn't say he was placed. leading with his yeah. head. He you right. just you would just see a blur. Yeah, it was Enter a very screen, veteran, and it was it technique. was in any way he could to make as much violent of a hit as he possibly could. And he was. I loved it about him. It was awesome. He's not going to be around for sixteen games. Not Especially that if position. he plays that way. Well, you want Cravens. If someone's going to be playing that position or doing that on Sundays for us, ideally that's that's where Cravens is on, on those but plays I, I th- at some I point. I still think his his uh, veteran knowledge, you know, yeah. his wisdom, uh, his tenacity, his, his competitiveness, all that stuff plays into uh, what a great safety could be. He's a nose for Even the ball. Even though he's not he exactly the athlete he was when he first entered the league, he's, he's no, still he's got it. He has a nose he's for the ball. He's still got it, but that's, that's where he belongs, and he can certainly be a great contributor. I, I agree with you. It could be one of those sort of, come not comeback story, but a story of a guy who takes on yeah. a different role, and as long as he plays it smart. If he doesn't play it cheat. smart, he's not so going to be well, around enough to is. make any kind of, a, it's be, any kind of an impact. You're right. His athleticism isn't what it once was. This cover one position he's in now is going to be 
most of it made up for the athleticism is going to be with knowledge. He's going to understand that's where everyone Reed, else needs to be. That's how Reed played in Baltimore for the yeah. last, you know, mm-hmm. quarter of his or, or yeah. third of his career. He was awesome. He was awesome from right away. Uh, used to he as a rookie, he started watching film as a rookie. Started watching film with with uh, Ray Lewis. Uh, so he was he was taught right from the very beginning. Ed Reed was. Um, so I think D'Angelo Hall staying healthy and being able to play in the back. He, he the guy has the guy. Uh, you, I wouldn't call him a ball hawk, you know, necessarily. But if if they throw the ball near him, he's going to catch it. There was a time in his career you could call him a ball hawk, yeah. and I think if you're ever once a ball hawk, you know how to get the ball. Yep, exactly. Uh, ball hawk also doesn't mean you're great at interceptions or you're great at getting fumbles. It means you're in you know how position, to be there. You're in position to make a play, whether it's either your guy or another guy because yep. you're either smart or you're athletic. Yeah, he's a ball hawk. Uh, he hasn't been the producer as a ball hawk, maybe as of you know last couple of years, but I, he could do it. And then if, if Norman is as good as he's billed to be, then he's got more opportunities. And everybody in the defensive backfield does. Speaking of ball hawk athlete, uh, at one point in his career, hopefully still, Vernon Davis. I, you know, so we sign him. Uh, he has a name. Obviously, he has local ties. University of Maryland. Uh, he's clearly done well uh, in the league. Had a great career, and it'd be hard. I feel be really old, by the way, saying that it's like the end of his career. The people, yeah. people calling him an old man when I actually, when he was in his heyday at Maryland, I was already graduated. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I was a, I was an adult to that guy at that time. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. the, to say that his career is coming towards the end, but. I'd love to get him on. He's a friend. He's a friend. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get him to come on. I'm try, trying to reconnect with him. Uh, hopefully, word gets to him. Uh, but uh, love to have him on tell a story. You know, talk about it. But I still think he's got a ton in the tank. I mean, the guy is a physical specimen. Well, he's got to beat out Tom Compton firstly. Oh. Uh, I thought we were going to get to that later, but <laughs> we have a spot it's for a tight end it's on for the sure. Board. All right, we have a spot I still for think, tight end again. There's a guy with wisdom, a guy who knows how to play the game, a guy who still has physical ability. He probably doesn't run a. I don't know if he runs a four four anymore, but I mean, you know, I'd still take him. He's got to beat out Logan Paulson. Uh, yeah, I still like. I think he's going to get a lot more because <laughs> he brings so much more to the table. He I does mean, with the opportunities. Look at everybody else that's around. If he's a guy that's just kind of a leak. To, to an arrow to the to the sideline that no one's going to pay attention to, I'd throw it to him. Especially no one's going to pay attention to me? him when he's opposite and double tight of Jordan Reed uh, or wherever the hell we want to put Jordan Reed with Deshaun Jackson on the field. It's a matchup game. What inside linebacker, what outside guy, what strong safety is going to hang with this guy in single coverage? I mean, right. it's, a, it's a matchup league, and I think we've got another weapon. And you don't give someone $1.1 million guaranteed that you don't have a role for. Uh, just i got to believe our guy's right on this one again what, for yeah. this role. You know, and people uh, want to knock his his blocking ability. Well, you're not putting him up against a DN by himself. No. You know, if he's going to be in the game, he's going to be chipping. He's going to be helping out. He's going to be doing other things. You're not going to put a whole lot on his on his shoulders. You got another two tight ends that can do that kind of stuff. Ken, how many catches does he have for the Washington Redskins this year? I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, he'll he'll shoot his age. What is that? Uh, Thirty. I got him getting 35 to 40. 35. A couple catches 36. a game. You know, maybe, you know, six, With one Jordan week. Jordan Reed, it's hard to tell because right. you don't know how many a second tight end is going to get. But, yeah, somewhere in the 25 to 35, right. 40 range, somewhere in there. Well, I, I think that he's going to – someone's going to get pressed into action at some point in time mm-hmm. um, just because the odds are that's what happens. Uh, so, 
I, I think he's actually the kind of guy who's in line for, like, if you're playing Dallas on Thanksgiving, uh, you know, and Jordan Reed has a short week to get over a bad knee or something, and all of a sudden Vernon Davis has eight catches for, a, you know, a buck 20 and a touchdown. Um, I think he's that kind of a guy for us at some point this season, only because he, he's not going to be asked to do a lot. Uh, for a while, because he doesn't have to. Because we're probably still going to not. Niles Paul is probably going to take that number two guy, number two tight end uh, job initially on the strength of his blocking. Probably, I'm guessing. I, I could be wrong. Unless uh, Vernon Davis can beat him out. I agree with the last thing you said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think Vernon Davis has got that money sitting there. I think Niles Paul is going to be another weapon. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know who the better blocker is. You know, it's fun to talk about that stuff. Well, I don't know if you can have them both on the team. If Niles Paul especially contributes again on special teams uh, a Absolutely. lot, and you have them both on the on the roster on Sundays dressed, um, you know, you have an advantage uh, on over the what, other team. Now, what do you do with Logan Paulson? I mean, you carry four. Well, I think you know, unfortunately, because Paul is so versatile and he does other stuff. You could. That, so that it's could really be, like it's it's like carrying three tight ends with a, a special teams guy that can do other stuff. Well, you might even consider that if you're keeping four four tight ends, you know they got to be that may, that potentially beats out a guy like you know, for example Tom Compton. Um, you know that might be the difference between the extra offensive lineman uh, or the extra tight end. You know over over um, you know three. You'd be hard pressed to keep four tight ends, I think, on this team. And then you get the reverse Billy Ocean out of my field and into my dreams with Tom Compton. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Yeah. Well, uh, the team. I think we could put Compton on like the inactive almost every week unless we know there's an opponent that we definitely need him. If you, if you I don't get, know if anybody else is snatching him up. But if you, if guys like Ari Quanjo um, and you know, for example, Spencer Long, a guy who I think is going to come on strong, um, not you know, not necessarily Josh Laribus, but uh, you know. You start having decisions to make at that uh, seventh and eighth offensive lineman spot. Um, maybe, maybe Logan Paulson is a consideration there because because he can block. But I don't know, man. We have we have a lot of uh, weapons. Um, we're we're going to have to carry. We might have to carry an extra defensive lineman. You know, based on our previous conversation, that that rotation can't be thin. Um, no pun intended. Mm. So. I, you know, I, I, that, that's the to me, Vernon Davis is on this team. And so I do think Logan Paulson, if I had to make a guess right now, I'd say Logan Paulson does not make the team. Well, then that means we're, we're, we're evolving, yeah. you know, uh, veteran guys that have helped us that are now being let go. You know, it means we're getting better at spots. And, hey, not that he was some superstar, but he was a heck of a Redskin. He's and, a pro. And, yeah, he's a pro in, in, a, in a, you know, Clint Didier, Don Warren mold, but not quite, obviously not them. But just I, I like Derek Carrier. I mean, I, I, I can't I, wait to see him. If Derek Carrier can get healthy I know. Uh, and show a little bit of something in training camp, I think he's the fourth tight end because I think. Wow, he was impressive, man. He, he actually did. I liked him till he, before he got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't know if he's going to be able to come back. But yeah, he, t- he to just me, had that tight end look to him. You know, the way he would run, the way he would catch, the way he would run routes. Yeah. Yeah. Block. He's a big boy. Yeah. He, he, he would kick Logan Paulson off this team in a heartbeat. Um, you might even, I in my in my. In my opinion, I think he could potentially even kick Niles Paul off the team if he is 100% healthy because McLovin made a move to go grab this guy. I mean, we gave up a, what, a fifth rounder. Pick, yeah. yeah, so. I mean, other than speed, what does Paul have on him as a tight end? Special, yeah. special teams. As a tight end. Yeah. 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 Special teams. <laughs> and well, special teams. But you can find special team guys. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather maybe take an extra DB who can contribute on special teams than a fourth tight end. Yeah, and those will be the decisions. That yeah, exactly. But he, but now as Paul could be good enough on special teams to be 
uh, on the team as a special teamer. Yeah. Um, if you it, because again, good franchises in in this league um, have spots on their roster for good players at every position. And you know, we're still not even to the point where I mean, look at Seattle. Their special teams. How many of their special teams are their defensive starters? I mean, they 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 dominate. Um, you know, we don't we don't really even have that yet. No. All right. Well, we could. We could soon. You know, I want to do the wide receiver thing, but I want to break this up. I want to. I want to uh, give give back to the uh, six pack guys on this one, and then come back with a with our uh, all time wide receiver favorite. Listening, everybody was good reading everybody's Favori- stuff. Favorites. Contributing. Yeah. Well, stay with us, guys. We'll be right back with uh, some more. Uh, you know, of the good stuff. This is the audible. Mm. 